What's going on, guys? Just wanted to jump on here real quick before I drop the interview with myself and Marcel Wilson. Straight up had had tons of fun. I, I think this partnership and this relationship is just scratching the surface of what is going to be an incredible thing. I, I believe together we're going to break down some fucking barriers that have lasted way too damn long in this country, even in North America. We talked about a lot of uh, pretty cool things, but honestly, after listening to the interview and and getting that ready to drop, there's so many things that I wish I would have asked or so many things that I know that in the future we're going to be able to talk about, hopefully back on this thing. But it obviously didn't go uh, by without a couple hiccups. There's going to be a point just over an hour, I think it's around an hour 10, where the audio fucked up. The, uh, the actual mics that uh, are recording stopped recording. So I didn't want to lose too much of the interview. So it's just going to, it's going to be a little shitty. It's just going to be from the, from the camera. It's not great, but we caught it like maybe three to four minutes in when the mics stopped recording. So, uh, we get her back. The, the shitty, the shitty part of the audio only lasts maybe three minutes, maybe four max. So I really do hope you enjoy this interview. It's raw. It's real. We don't fuck around. We don't mince words. I love that an ex-gangster and an ex-cop can sit down together, break bread in my house, talk about what's important to us. I believe that society needs to hear and have these conversations. And if we're able to accomplish just a few things, and those being that young kids in these communities where they once believed that they had no shot and no chance and you'll hear it. I, I used to believe fucked up shit like that too. I used to think that some people had no chance based on certain areas and where they might be growing up and, and that wasn't right. And I think we need to change. And if we can can have these kids looking looking into a brighter future and in doing that, having less crime in the process, and then from that, we can have coppers who go home safe every single fucking night. That's my goal. I know that Marcel's goals are very similar. And I really, really hope you guys enjoy this. This is just the beginning. Enjoy this podcast, guys. Met a girl downtown at the bar last night and we got to talking. Said she likes cheap drinks and tattoos and Morgan Wallen. She said, what about you? I said, I like late night bonfires, Yellowstone, Whiskey Myers, and lifted trucks with mud on the tires and I'm back. Still trying to live it up live in America Grew up in the Appalachian Mount South of the Mason Dixon in a small town area Been trying to tell y'all for a minute that I'm here I ain't going nowhere anytime soon I'm in my hometown right now with the windows down okay. at the cookout drive Alright guys, welcome back man I've been I've been looking forward to this one for, for a really long time uh, It's going to be the start of many conversations But obviously the first one for the podcast And I first saw this guy, I think in Parliament was it in Parliament where I saw you speak uh, yeah. about the C21 stuff? Yeah, yeah. They had called us out as uh, witnesses to speak on Bill C71 and then Bill C21. Yeah, so when I when I listened to that, the whole C21 thing is, is a hot topic, but it was the biggest thing for me was listening to your story about when you were a young boy. And that got me, and I just thought that from listening to that, having obviously been a cop before and heard your story of being a young boy, 
I just wanted to talk to you. I was like, fuck, I need to talk to this guy. We need to team up and do something good. And you're already doing some pretty fucking awesome things. So before I get going too far, Marcel Wilson from the One by One Movement, welcome. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this too. Uh, once I told people I was going to do this, you know, uh, they were like, wow, the former cop and the former gangster are going to have a combo. So it's crazy eh? when you say that out loud. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Yeah. L- like a year and a half or two years ago, let, al- let alone 10 years ago, I never dreamed I'd be sitting here doing something like this. Same. Like I'd be like, not a fucking chance. Same, bro. But now being here, I, th- I think this is so fucking important. This conversation the start of many conversations, the start of this relationship, friendship. Um, I think it's just so fucking important the way how divided the world is, right? Like I've been pretty vocal about that. And I just, I don't know, maybe I see the world through like fucking glass eyes or whatever that saying is, or I don't know. I just don't see the world the way a lot of people do. And I don't know. I just felt comfortable reaching out to you. As soon as I listened to your story and obviously, obviously the stuff about guns we can get into, but the story, but when you were 11 years old, and it just fucking hit me, right? And I told you when we first met, when I used to, you know, sit in certain areas of the city, which are fucking hard areas, right? We won't fucking mince words. Yeah. And I legit thought to myself, these kids have no fucking chance. Yeah. And when I thought that then, I just sort of went amongst my business and, you know, you do your thing and you end up arresting people or whatever. But when I heard your story and having experienced the world sort of getting even more fucked, I just thought we needed to fucking meet. Um, and do I something agree. good. And, and, and I really appreciate that you reached out. I'm glad we took the time to sit down with each other and talk and get to know each other. Because, again, this this is not something people typically expect. Ten years ago, same thing. I would have never imagined that I'd be speaking in the House of Commons. I'd never imagined that I'd be sitting down or even making friends with somebody from the other side. You know, <laughs> so... You know, life changes, and and that's sort of the whole point of the work we do and, and what we're trying to get across to people is that, you know, you're, you don't be trapped in the present. You, you, you can move forward. You can change your life, and you're capable of things you never thought, thought you could ever do. So Hell yeah. Hell yeah. When did you, like, because there's a lot of your story I don't know. Mm. When, like, what was the moment? When did you think to yourself, all right, fuck. I, I can't do this anymore. Like your 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 past life. Yeah. Well, I, I speak very openly about about myself or how I viewed myself during that time. And it took me a long time to be able to admit to myself because you kind of build up a character. You build up this ego, um, this caricature, you know, and, and then there's an old saying, you're you're your friends will believe in your true potential and your enemies will make you prove it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of these kids, like myself, built up a persona that once you projected it out to the world, you then kind of, you're, you're two kinds of people. You, 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 you get crushed and you fade or you live up to the shit you've been, you know, propagating. Mm-hmm. So I know and I can comfortably say I was never a bad kid. I was not I wasn't an evil person. There were levels to as to why, you know, a multitude of reasons as to why I ended up the way I did. I just happened to live in an area that was poverty ridden. 
um, you know, had family problems at home. And it, you know, it, it really lends to kids making bad choices because ultimately in the end it's a choice. Yes, there's external factors, internal factors that led me down the path. But in the end, I decided to do it. And I mean, even when I was at the height of my game, I knew in my heart that I wasn't evil. I was surviving. And I was trying to thrive. The same way when you were a police officer, you, you were trying to be the best at your job. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I was doing. So there was always this kind of spot inside me that I kept hidden that didn't like me, that didn't like what I was doing. And just slowly over time, I kind of embraced it more and, and, and opened up to it, had conversations with other guys who were doing what I was doing and realizing that our stories paralleled and that they were human too mm -hmm. and that they were feeling the same way I was feeling. And then I became more comfortable in having those conversations with myself saying like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. And, you know, when I little, little young guys that I grew that grew up looking up to me and shit started dying off, yeah. you know, because the shit we were contributing to, it hit me more and more and more. So it was a process. Do you think, well, so you call yourself a gangster, right? Do you think the gangbangers or the guys in that previous life, do you think the majority of dudes are like, fuck, I hate this? I know for a fact. You it's got to be, eh? Especially the older ones, the ones that have lived through the heavy shit, the heavy loss, you know, almost losing their lives multiple times. Maybe their families were directly impacted or indirectly. And I talk to these guys now, you know, the ones, yeah. a lot of guys that are active. So yeah, I know for a fact a lot of them are like, when they can, when they feel comfortable enough to take off the mask and speak openly, we hear a lot of that. Yeah. So you know what? Before we get too crazy, one by one movement. Mm. You're the founder. You created this awesome, awesome thing. Tell us about it. What's it all about? Yeah. So we're we're a think tank, um, slash consulting firm slash speakers bureau uh and the idea was you know they say there's only two ways out of this lifestyle you know death and prison and i wanted to kind of introduce there being a third route uh, a way where you can step away from the life with your your honor intact um, and the best way to do that was to kind of prove it myself uh, and kind of be the, the lead in that. And then I hooked up with some other guys that are, have similar backgrounds, some way worse. Yeah. And uh, we kind of used them as the experiment. And, you know, some of them now are published authors and getting government contracts and speaking gigs around the world. And uh, we kind of proved our methodology, or de sorry, de developed our methodology by basically interviewing guys talking to guys, having these kind of discussions about their processes, how they got in and how it was kind of stepping away. And then we took all their concepts and ideas and made a mosaic um, and kind of grew it out from there, trial and error, testing what worked, what didn't. Um, and now we design social programming uh, for guys that are inside, coming out, um, people that are living in marginalized communities, uh, 
kids in, in grade school, high schools, on the preventative side, the intervention side, yeah, and the reinvention side. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's the the biggest thing. Like when when I first reached out to you, I think it was like maybe like a week after that Toronto copper had been shot in the head in the Tim Hortons, and I was like, "Fuck!" I still like it's still in my blood, like trying wanting everyone to be okay and everyone to be safe and and when a cop gets killed i still feel it and i and i just thought i'm like how the fuck do i help or get the word out there that these cops that are getting murdered no matter where it is like i, I feel like there's hatred there's so much hatred towards cops now mm-hmm. over the last few years and it doesn't need to be there in my heart and in my experience i don't fucking think it needs to be there so like before i even knew of you that's like i was like fuck how do how do i Get the word out there. Even though I'm gone, even though I have my views about all the whole pandemic and all this horse shit, and some cops might be mad at me, I still don't care. I still, I'm still there for them. I just, I, I would love to figure figure out a way. And you speak of like the young, the young kids. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do we get to these like young Marcel? Right. Fuck it. Even the young, the young kid my dad shot. What? How? Let's get to him right. before they decide to make these choices. Like your story is crazy, man. Tell it like, tell them the story unless people saw your video when, when you spoke. Oh yeah. Uh, but like the one where you're 11 and like, I don't know if you're left with much of a fucking choice. Yeah. Maybe you are. I don't know. No. And I mean, I, I see it over and over again with a lot of these young guys. So I was talking in that video, I was talking about like one of my first experiences with firearms. Um, and you know, how do you have, I lived in a neighborhood where they're the guys that you looked up to didn't know it then, but like, you know, we're involved in, in criminal activities and gangsters and shit. And you don't really see them as that. You just see them as big bro. And there was this one guy who was particularly vicious. Um, he was, uh, I don't even believe he was a citizen here. He's from Jamaica. And, um, you know, he was just, as I was kind of saying earlier, like, we're not born this way. We're kind of created. But then there's guys that are just straight sociopaths, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, there's mental health or who knows. But, um, yeah, we were all playing in my neighborhood. And this was that was just one time. This actually happened multiple <laughs> times where he just decided he wanted to see us scared and run. So he wrestled. He was wrestling with us. And I was literally like 10, 11. This guy's grown you know, in his 20s. And yeah, and he just decided he was going to shoot at us, you know, and close enough over our heads to where we could hear the zing of the bullets passing. And, you know, it was just for shits and giggles and laughs, but he could never understand. I heard, you know, he was deported and killed back in Jamaica, but I don't think he could ever understand the damage that was created that day. You know, and the days after where I didn't leave my house for like a month after that, like to go outside and play with my friends. And, you know, my mom did her best to try and make us feel safe. But what the fuck could she really do? Did know? she did she know that that happened? She knew she knew. But my mom was my mom was scared, too. You know, we had to live in this environment. So there's a culture of we don't talk to police. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't report these things. We don't. She got to live there. Yeah. You know, so that was one of my root cause uh, risk factors because, you know, I can remember it like yesterday. It impacted me and it started this ball of hate 
inside me that I wanted to make that motherfucker fear, feel, feel the same way I felt that day. I wanted people like him to feel the way that I felt that day. And it kind of started there. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking when I hear that, it gives such a different perspective. And I always go back to my thoughts. I remember where I was. I was fucking right on the gene corridor. It doesn't matter the exact area, but I remember like thinking like hiding in my car, right? Trying not to be seen and fucking like it's, you got your bangers walking around that run shit. And then you got your young kids just trying to be kids. And I'm like, I think that I'm like, you got no fucking chance. So like, so you mentioned like, obviously a lot of the community won't come forward to police officers. Is that cause there's like zero trust in them or you just can't cause you get killed or probably both or other factors too, maybe. I don't know. There's layers to that shit too, yeah. man. Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> you know, historically, uh, even me growing up, like I'll be honest with you, Mike, my, my first interactions with police officers weren't pleasant. You know, and this is before I ever committed a crime. Okay. But then it took me a long time to realize that cops are just humans too, right? So back then there was a culture of you're guilty by proxy, right? Like I'm from this neighborhood. Cops are humans. So they come into the neighborhood and have bad experiences with a certain demographic. Yeah. But then when they come in, you know, they're coming in defensive and maybe scared yeah. and, and approaching us as young guys uh, very aggressively. Yeah. Now, we could chalk it up to whatever. We could say we could say it's race. We could say it's classism. We could say whatever. But the fact is that it happened. And when when you're a young guy and you're talking to other young guys and you're hearing feedback that that's the, they have shared experiences in that way, uh, it's going to, you know, there's there's mistrust, man. There's... There's, you know, like, hey, they, they might be there to serve and protect, but not us, mm -hmm. you know, so we got to protect ourselves. And then you you add the layer of, you know, the, the, the snitches get stitches culture yeah. to it. So you're, you're one of the first things I was taught by the older guys in my neighborhood is that, you know, you never, you keep your mouth shut. You, you never talk. You, you never speak or else. Yeah. You know, so you combine those two things and then you have this culture where it's us versus them. And it's a hard, it's a hard yeah. thing to break. And so, so you're, how old are you again? I'm 44. 44. So, yeah. So you're like an early teenager in what the fuck, early nineties? Yes. Right. Early nineties. Yes. Yeah. So obviously I, I wasn't a cop then, right? So I'm like, fuck, like I, I can say now having experienced like, from 2005 forward like there's like if there's racist cops they're fucking they're they hide like pedophiles do like they're not welcome there's too many there's too much of a mix of cops anyways like those cops would get the shit kicked out of them right right so and, and obviously there's still probably some racist fucking cops who are losers right mm. how do we i don't know if the word convince is the right one like how do i help you and how do we team up and how do i look at fucking kids who are like straight in their face and be like trust me fucking trust me you don't have to hate that just because you've heard whatever i promise you because mm. it's like it's just would that change things you think if 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 young kids growing up actually believed that cops weren't actually the fucking scumbag racist that they've been painted as on the news for the last 10 years it's like it's got like worse and worse and worse on the news right yeah if they believe that do you think that 
things would change a little? I do. Um, it's actually one of the things we've been working on for a while. We, when trying to combat violence, when trying to um, make communities safer, we can't do it without each other. The people can't do it without the police. The police can't do it without the government. The government can't do it without the people. So it's like this broken chain, this mm -hmm. broken cycle. And I mean, communities, people have to realize that society itself needs police, right? Like that's just a no-brainer. Anyone spout, spouting anything otherwise is just an idiot, right? Like we, we, we need the police, but we've been trying to build, rebuild relationships with law enforcement community and community simply because we have to exist. We have to coexist and we can do better in, in, in helping each other, but it has to start from a human place, right? So even, even me, when I came out with my story, not everybody was receptive. People thought, you know, this piece of shit, like he's trying to make money and, live off of the pain of others and and it took time it, it took me putting in the work walk eating shit sandwiches you know having to take shit from people and hear let them express to me and vent on me and after i kept showing up and after i kept kept on my path kept pursuing people started to warm up to me and warm up to the idea that I was for real, that I was for real trying to help people. So I think the police, and I've been seeing it more, thankfully, the police have to do the same. They have to come into these communities, humanize the population. You know, I've seen in some communities where there's community police officers and they know the community members' first names, the community members know their first names, and then they humanize each other. They want to help each other. You know, yeah. so we're humans first, you're a cop second. We're humans first, I'm a community member second. Yeah. You know, so I think that, you know, time and putting in that effort is what it's going to take. But I believe it's doable. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like it's going to take work for sure, I believe, which is why we're here. Yes. What, what does the community think about, I think it just happened in Toronto, all the cops being kicked out of the schools? Because it was intimidating or something. <laughs> no, that, that one boggled my. I don't know, or who knows? Are like are the school cops losers? And that's another thing. Like yeah, people are gonna get mad at me. I really don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> the cops that, for a lot of the time, that go to the schools, and not all, but a lot, they're done with the road. They don't like arresting people. They might be sort of geeky. They might do it for their schedule. I know some pretty badass cops who are in the schools which are the ones that need to be there. But then there's the ones who are like fucking losers and just nerdy. And, and there's no, like you need to be able to communicate with these kids. Like, like straight up when I was doing surveillance and I was in fucking some bad neighborhoods and you'd be in a certain spot. And they knew that at this point they knew I was a cop. These were not people I was obviously surveilling. Or I'd be doing a shit fucking job, but we'd be out playing basketball with them. Right. They fucking knew. And, and now I'm, I'm, I'm being normal. I'm not fucking just sir geeky yeah. copper. You got to like get like, just be at a community level, like you think, like being a human, human interaction. None of this cop fucking kid in a shitty neighborhood, like straight up shitty neighborhood. Let's just fucking hang out, have fun. That's right. Right? Like the coppers you see show up and they start playing road hockey or basketball with the kids. Right? I think Shaq showed up once on a pretty badass video somewhere in the States, right? But 
it's that being real. And I think there's a massive disconnect. And I think there's so many cops out there now that are just so fed up with the narrative, the BLM fucking narrative. The they're just like, I'm done. I'm done. You sure. can't. You fuck can't be done, or else. Like I, the the hatred for cops is the one of the biggest things I want to repair. Even though I'm gone, like fuck. The other day, two more were executed, That's ambushed. Right. right? Two more were ambushed. I think since we last talked. I think yeah, it's happening all too often, and the hatred towards police. And this isn't even like black on police. This is just the hatred for police is just so prevalent now. Yeah, we need to fix that shit and. Like, straight the fuck up. Like, 11-year-old Marcel, I want to fucking help that kid. I want to grab him by the shoulders and be like, bro, you can trust us. Like, and I say us as if I'm a police officer still. But I, <laughs> but I know these guys still. These guys and girls who are good fucking motherfuckers, right? Yeah. Like, the dirty ones? Like, dude, they're, it was all in the news. This one copper was about to go rob, rob uh, drug dealers. Took the fucking rifle out of the station. Wow. Right? He got UC'd and everything. He got fucked. That guy should go to jail for the rest of his fucking life, in my right. opinion. He's right. not going to jail long enough. Cause that shit fucks the rest of them, right? Right. right. I fucking hate dirty cops. Right. Cops hate dirty cops. See, right. And, and if that was the narrative that people believe, which is the fucking narrative, like it's the truth. Like right. if there's a fucking cop that came into my parade, like uh, basically like before your shift, you see everybody in the same room yeah. and started dropping n bombs, I'd fucking knock him out. Right. 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 It wouldn't happen. They go to school and stop black guys. Bro, you're going to get nowhere. There's black people everywhere. It's fucking Toronto. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. You'll fucking get nowhere, and we're going to kick the fuck out of you. Right? right? So it's just like, I wish young kids could see someone that looks like me, fucking white guy, beard tatted up, fucking cop. And when I was in there, super cop. That's all I wanted to do. Right. And you see me and be like, fuck, that guy's all right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it's not what the media portrays in these fucking asshole politicians and fucking BLM fucking garbage and all that stuff. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not real life. Right? I, I don't know. I see the world in a nicer way, which I don't know. People think I'm crazy, right? I'll say people aren't as racist as you think. What's well, a racist thing to say, right? <laughs> like, the fuck? Yeah, you're gonna get canceled. You man. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I don't tell me if I'm crazy. Am I a fucking crazy lunatic who's just seeing things wrong? No, man. Um, I think div- divisiveness is done purposefully. Yeah, and I think you keep know, going. I'm pouring a drink. Yeah, man. I think media and all that shit plays into it. You know, where honestly, I think I think the problem is the same on both sides, right? So community, BIPOC community versus police. I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of the times police become jaded when they are, are a true cops cop. And they're in, let's say, a bad neighborhood really trying to fix shit up. And they catch a bad guy. And then it would seem the community's coming out to support this motherfucker. You know, like, oh. But then there's the human side that the police are not seeing. Maybe this guy is helping the community in ways that the government is supposed to. Supposed to. Or in the way that you would think a police officer would, right? Then there's the fear aspect. They may be coming out and support because if they don't, they're 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 fucked, you know. So the police, I could see a cop getting frustrated, saying, "Look at these motherfucking people," you know, back in this piece of shit, you know, and, and without really knowing the nuances as to why or behind it, then reverse it, flip it, you know, that ten percent of cops that do fucked up shit. 
and then you got the blue wall, you know, that, that, that blue line that, believe me, the public is very aware of. And it's like, hey, why are these guys protecting this piece of shit? You know, he, he shot and killed this guy or did this or, you know, got caught selling dope or, you know, and, and it's, it's very similar cultures, to tell yeah. you the truth. So if people kind of looked at it more that way, like, hey, we're protecting our people, we're protecting yeah. our brothers, but that's the thing. We got to mesh and merge and become yeah. a one people. Fuck you know, yeah. Opposed to us and them. Yeah. One thing you said a few minutes ago was like, we need the police, we need the community, and then the government. I, I buddy, yeah, we do. Sort of, a little bit, right? A little. But I think those fucking assholes, like... There is a portion of the government and the people who are leaders, quote unquote, who do not want you and I to do this. Absolutely. They're like, fuck, right? This is an industry. Me and you hating each other is big bucks. Yeah, man. And it's like, we send all this money to all these other countries. And the last three years with shutting the world down, we could have sent your entire community on a vacation, all expenses paid. Fucking knocked the shit down, rebuilt it, had a bunch of commercial buildings built, right? Everybody had jobs, yeah. right? Start clean. Because I've been, like, like you talked about, like being in these neighborhoods and talking about like, like the cold ones, like, like the really bad dudes who are actually bad, bad dudes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, you know, I won't, again, I won't say the name. It's the, the name's actually hilarious. I'll just beep it out. You ever heard of that one? Of course. Right? <laughs> So our, all of our bosses are like, you can't go in there. Can't go in there. It's too dangerous, too dangerous. Can't go in there. And it's like, we're like 20 hours into a shift now, maybe 24 hours. So fucking long. We finally see our guy. He's getting arrested for homicide. Bad motherfucker, right? Mm. Like one of the bad ones you sort of tell, right? And then I'm like, fuck it, guys. I can go in. I, they're not going to fucking see me. It's all good. I'm going to go in there and we'll get him. So we go in. Uh, he gets taken down. And I'll never forget it. You talk about like the old timers, right? They're probably in their 40s or 50s. They're behind us as the whole thing's going on with the takedown. And they're fucking looking at me, fucking like prayer hands, like, thank you. Mm. Thank you for getting this fucking guy out of our neighborhood. Right? And I just gave him a wink and fucking that's it. They actually mm. said, they looked at me, they're like, tricky, tricky, because I f- no one knew I was there, right? Right, right. But it's not, again, it's like, you got these coppers who I'm working with, they're so fucking afraid that we're all going to get killed. Right? And I'm, and I'm like, guys, fuck, man. No, let's just go in there. No one's going to know we're there. And then all of a sudden we're there. Right? And then you'll see, like, you, and you and you saw it, right? Yeah. Murderers getting arrested. Mm-hmm. The fucking building was happy, yeah, right? Yeah, they yeah. were not like, oh, you fucking, like, you know, at least in th- that circumstance, right? Yeah. But it's like a lot of time they're thankful. Oh, brother, you know, uh, this may not be a popular opinion, but I'm just going to speak the truth. Speak it. This is what this is all about. Um, you know, we're heavy on the data collection side, and we... When we go into community, it's all about building trust, especially with the high-risk and the at-risk guys. Mm-hmm. You, you asked earlier about cops in schools, same with cops in communities. How do people really feel about that? When people are able to speak openly because they trust you, you'd be shocked at the answers we get when we ask a plain question like, what do you think would make your community safer? And you get the answer that blew us away. More police. Now, they could never say that 
openly for the reasons we expressed earlier. Yeah. So is this an off off the record conversation to like your like your No, no, f- we track the data. Oh, sorry. Okay, I got gotcha, you. Right? Gotcha. We we track it. It's just we we would never release names or anything to go along with it, but yeah, like we we hand them surveys and get them to fill it out and these are guys that the public would look at and say, "Oh, they're they're gangsters." You know? But surprisingly, but when they're around us, they're kids. Yeah. You know, and and you put them in an environment where they can thrive as kids and they're going to speak their minds, man. They're going to speak openly and you'd be shocked. We we recently did some like it wasn't track data, but we did some poking around about the subject of police and schools, because my personal opinion, you know, as long as you have the right people there, like you were saying, how could it be a bad thing? You know? Yeah. Like, I understand if kids are being harassed and, you know, there's an asshole who, who, who's just fucking with kids because he don't like his shoes or the way he walks or, you know, that's that's an individual problem. Yeah. But it does reflect on, on the company, right? Bro. So yeah. when we talk to parents, when we talk to kids on the sly, we get a lot of, like, you know, kids would feel safer you know, when we talk to kids that maybe have been caught bringing weapons to school, we say, like, why, why are you doing this, bro? Like, you come here to kill some... Nah, man, I, I, I don't want to get got mm-hmm. while at school. No kid should feel like they're, they, like they're in a war zone, like they have to weaponize in order to feel safe to go to school. That's, yeah. that's like, what are we, in a third world fucking country? Like, Yeah. So, you know, the kids want to want to feel safe. Even me, like, let's say... They hire us to walk the halls. We could run programs and stuff. But if someone comes to kill a kid at a school, I'm getting killed too. I don't have a gun. I don't have the authority. Yeah. You know, so we need people there who can really protect these these children. And like I said, you'd be shocked at the amount of people that don't speak publicly but actually want you guys in the schools. So it's not even a matter of what my personal beliefs are anymore. I'm going based on the data. Yeah. It's funny eh, how so many people feel certain ways, no matter what the subject, but can't say it out loud. It's fucking sad. Well, everything's political, right? They're right. afraid of, uh, uh, what is it, career suicide or whatever? Well, yeah. Know, I well, don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. me too. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, to cheers, that. cheers, buddy. <laughs> fuck, yeah. No, I got to talk. What is this? Marcel brought me some single malt whiskey. Jura? Jura? How the fuck do I pronounce that? I think it's Jura. The Isle of Jura. Yes. Fuck yeah, buddy. It's good stuff. Heck yeah. Try some of that shit. Tasty. Oh, that's fucking really good. Well, that's good. Right? Hell yeah. Right? Hell yeah. No, you know what? It's, that's, if there's anything we can do together, I want to make young kids feel safe, like number one. Like you talked about it. After my head's shooting, I actually got an in-school suspension as a, how old was I? Six? Five? Six? For bringing a knife to school because I was afraid. Mm. And I don't even think I knew it was happening, but I guess through, I don't know, speaking to me as a fucking completely young idiot, you know, why'd you do that? And I said to protect myself, but I don't, I don't like, but imagine that, like, I don't, I don't even remember this incident whatsoever, but you can see why kids do certain things, right? Yeah. But they need to feel fucking safe. Like what, what's happened in the last too many years, whether it's COVID making the kids feel afraid that they're going to get sick of something that's ridiculous when it comes to kids. Mm-hmm kids in your community kids in any community feel not feeling safe what the fuck are we doing yeah 
right? And I and I legitimately believe that the government doesn't give a fuck because everything's been the same and terrible and falling apart and unsafe and it's getting worse, mm. right? Like you want to talk about bail reform? Holy fuck, right? The liberals just voted against it. They just fuck it in the NDP. They voted against keeping, and this isn't like first time offenders. This is like repeat of violent yeah. ass motherfuckers in jail. Yeah, That's insane. Do you think that would even do anything? Like, I can't remember if we were, if it was one of our conversations, but you mentioned there was nothing that you or no crime you were prepared to do without knowing that you were going to do the time or you could do the time for it or something like that. Am I fucking butchering what I'm trying to say right no, now? You're right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up. The way you said it sounded way cooler, right? Well, yeah, no, that's fact. And we've had this discussion many a times amongst my amongst my crew. And, you know, just to be clear, my, my crew are like guys who have done time for murder, um, former mobsters, former extremists, former neo-Nazis, former Al-Qaeda, you know, some once upon a time, some high-profile bad motherfuckers. And there's a consensus where none of us did a crime thinking we'd walk scot-free. Yeah. You do the crime almost keeping in mind that you're most likely going to do time. Okay. Right? So it's it's a, in some fucked up ways, it's like a test of your manhood. You know, the rites of passage that you know you're going to go out and do this thing. And that if you get caught, you know, we're going to stay solid. And, and, you know, if you have to rub 12, 15, 20 years... That makes you one of us. So we never do, you know, nobody ever says, I'm going to go shoot this guy. And all good. Yeah, yeah. No, like the don't possibility of not getting caught. You, you try to take as many steps as you can not to get caught. But, yeah. You know. do, are guys more afraid of getting hit by like a another gangbanger, like whatever enemy side, or are they more afraid of jail and cops? Good question. Shit. From my personal experience, I wasn't afraid of either of those things. Fucking hard. At all. No, no. It's not, I don't know if it was a hard thing. I don't know if it was stupid, but I was more afraid of my family getting touched yeah. by cops or gangsters. Yeah. I always felt fucking terrible, dude. Just like when you do a warrant and you're fucking blowing doors up and fucking flashbangs and fucking... It's just a complete melee, dude. It was like nothing worse. That's what I was fearful of. But he was, it, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, like when kids. Kids, they, moms. And, and you'd do your best, and I know all, they would all do their best, at least in the last, like, my time on. If they knew there was kids, it would like they would try everything under the sun to take the guy out away from the house. Like, you'd surveil a guy for a month just to not do it somewhere right. with kids or whatever. But that, yeah, like you said, like, and you mean like, like, retribution, like, like bangers coming after and fucking killing your family. Yeah. Or harming them in any way or whatever, or harming me in front of them or yeah, all of that, that that's really when it, when it comes to fear, that's the only real fear that I have. Now, when I talk to other people, I mean, there's obviously those that are afraid of the time. Those guys usually end up snitching, mm. right? The guys that are afraid of death, or, or violence, 
You know, they, they make excuses to find their way out of the game. You know, um, I've met guys that are relieved once they're caught. You know, like it's like a because the pressure of whatever, you know, they were living through, they dug themselves too deep. Their people were at risk. Now yeah. it's like, okay, now I can just go into my hole and rot away and my family's good, hopefully. And, you know, so it's a, it, it depends on the person. Yeah. I think I've, I've met a few of those guys where usually it's for murder or something bad where, you know, it's like, and, and at this point I'm arresting guys and I'm wearing fucking jeans and whatever hat, hat or my hat's backwards and they know what they've done. They're in trouble now. We've been watching them mm. and you could see, like you talked about that little boy in you or that little part in your fucking heart that hated what you were doing. Mm. You see it almost right away. For sure. Right. Handcuffs are on. Everyone's going, fuck, it's over. You see it. You fucking see it. I've had incredible conversations with guys who are going to jail for a long time. Yeah. Where you're like, fuck, you're actually fucking all right. He's all right guy. Like, all right guy. <laughs> Like yeah. one guy had us fucking dying laughing and we like drove through a bunch of fields. The fucking takedown was epic. There's people phoning 911 because I was running around with my gun and I didn't have my vest on yet, which I can say now who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> and it was just a complete shit show, right? And then he's in handcuffs and he was fucking making me die of laughter. He'd been shot like fucking two days before. Legit fucking shot two days before. And, but when he was in handcuffs, you're like, fuck what are you doing? Why are you doing this? This isn't you. Right. It's not you. You can just tell. Like your fucking little boy comes out on you, man, in that mm -hmm. point where your fucking life flashes before your eyes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right, man. And I mean, I think that's the misconception of both sides. You know, humans that, that took different paths, people didn't see... Well, I, I think in my case, I, 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 I never really acted like the the gorilla goon, you know, no. like I, I, I was more reactive. Yeah. You know, I was about money and, and if I had to bring the, you know, the monster out, then, then I did, but I, I was a happy guy. I, I was like a smiley guy, you know, articulate. I wasn't like, yo, yo, yo. You know, like <laughs> I, I had a little of that, but I mean, I was mostly, I want, I didn't want people to look at me as a gangster. I wanted the right people to fear me as a gangster, but yeah. I wanted the general public to look at me like just an everyday, everyday yeah. guy. And I, the problem with today and 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 back then, these these guys are more concerned with the image of being a gangster, opposed to what it really takes to to kind of be one. And it's getting harder and harder to humanize. You know, guys that will shoot a kid in broad daylight in the public, that will kill a child at a school, that will... And these are accidental? You think these like these are the on-purpose ones? Oh, yeah. They're on purpose. Fuck. Because now it's about the, the capital. I've, I've, so I, I worked with an organization out of the UK a long time ago, and what we were doing was trying to classify and identify different kinds of violence and you know when it comes to like let's say a terrorist organization what's their goal fear they're willing to do whatever blow themselves the fuck up to show the government to show you to show me there's nothing they care about except making you fearful to think the way they think that's a terrorist 
a gangster is supposed to be about his money. Capital gains. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. <laughs> but that's changed, bro. That's changed. Now it's it's clout. So it's fear. So now we're starting to see a shift. More like terrorists. More like terrorists. So we have to reclassify what the the beast we're dealing with here. You know? Do you think we can reach those guys? I think everyone's reachable, you know, but it's it's about the stage of where they're at. Yeah. I meet guys, bro, they're cool with me. They show love and respect, but they're not trying to hear what I'm saying. You know, they're not trying to you know, they're like they're so in they're so deep in two brothers murdered, you know, mom is struggling, you know, and and drinks away the pain with with a handful of perks. And that numbs you even more. And they're just waiting. They're waiting to die. Just however way it comes. Whatever way, whatever way. And then, like I said, so when guys like that get caught now, they got three bodies, whatever. Now they're locked up. They've done five. Now, you know, because jail's a fucking madhouse. But then when you go to the pen, you know, the old timers are in there. Right? And, and, And... now you're around guys that have been here for a decade for murder. And they grow up in there. And they realize, like, fuck, what was I what was I doing? But I mean, was there anything to prevent them? I mean, it's, bro, once they they have that taste for blood and it's there, there's a small percentage of guys that are non reachable. Like killers. Yeah. 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 Now if I, I... Yeah, there's been a f- only a couple though. Like it's 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 yeah, got to be rare, right? Like it's a small. There's story. only a couple where like you know even buddies that were closer with them than I was like for the investigative part. They're like that guy's fucked. They're like rapper that guy is fucked. Yeah. Where some you like <laughs> some would almost make us laugh, yeah. right? You watch them for months, right? And you're fucking there, and they're fucking making you laugh because they're just goofy motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 right. Like you said, like you're funny, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're not watching on YouTube, how tall are you? I'm six five. Six five. Because you're looking ripped now. No, not yet. Not there yet. <laughs> you're, but, you've, you know, I'm about you've gotten th- in shape, though. I'm about three three bills right now. So when you were gangbanging it, mm. what were you? What were you? 265. So you were fucking jacked. Ripped. Fuck. You know? Yeah, and I, and I had been um, involved in MMA for right Hell before yeah. it became popular here. Uh, I was like amateur pro. But, that, but back then, it was about more about that. Like, yeah. Bro, I come from the era where if I got into a conflict with somebody and I had a pistol and you didn't, I passed it off to my homie and we bang it out. Yeah. You know, but that's dead. That doesn't exist. Now it's like you're getting shot. Oh, yeah. Fuck. So it's like back. Yeah. It's like back. You'd, you'd be able to get in a fight after school or a fight wherever. I've only ever been in a few fights. Not going to lie. I have only hockey fights and, and a few tussles, but I've never, cool. honestly, I've never really had to. <laughs> okay. Um, like I don't know, my size or whatever, but I I've never like like you talk, I've never done that. Oh, okay, never okay. ever. No, I think I just I've been lucky or that's a good thing, man. No, I I talk my way out of it for the most part. Even yeah. like in policing, like you get in the odd fucking not even really scrap. You you know you get in a foot chase and you fucking you know if if depending on what the, who the bad guy is, you know you fucking smoke them if it's a foot chase, right? Yeah. But like fuck, nothing crazy. Okay, that's well, that's good. Yeah. You know, no. but I, but I also do believe that every young man in their life should should go have a scrape or two. They need to get punched in the face. 
You, dude, you want to hear something? I know fucking, that's gonna sound fucked no, up to no. everybody. You want to hear something fucking crazy? And this came right from our training branch guys. So the recruit class has come. You get all your your, your training branch guys. So they're t- taking them from day one to fucking month four, right before you hit the road. Day one, they're probably not even allowed to ask this anymore. It's fucking brutal. But they used to ask guys and the girls, okay, who here's been in a fight in the last few years, buddy? No one's fucking raising their hand. Wow, I can I can see that. The you, last can, few I, you years. can tell. Fuck yeah, you can tell. You can tell, right? Bro. So you know, what I talk about fuck bail reform. That's a huge other issue. But it, the dude, the quality of cops, and I don't give a fuck who gets mad at me because you know I'm telling the truth. It's fucking bad, dude. Like, it's fucking bad, and maybe that's because they don't want to like like solid motherfuckers just don't want to apply. Yeah. But. Man, like I know at one point they weren't hiring people who may have like a simple assault charge or have been suspended from high school. <laughs> I got suspended That's six crazy. times in high school, always for good reasons, like defending somebody or almost getting in a fight or a tussle in high school. Yeah. My principal liked me so much, he fucking erased all of my suspension so that I could get hired as a cop. Dope, dope. Fuck yeah. See, that's some real white guy shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it, we need, like, dude, we need to find... In the next 10 years, we need to fucking reach some fucking young black kids. Yeah. And I'm talking like black kids. Fuck it. I, I, I don't care if that sounds like I'm only picking. Speak I, your truth, Let's man. fucking go. Let's, because the last fucking class in my department, mm. it was a diversity class. Straight the fuck up. I just heard it from all my buddies. Nine of 10 fucking failed at least one class at police college. Mm. There's 34 people in my class. Not one person failed a single class. So they're wow. fucking, they're, they're desperately they're just pushing guys just fucking through bloody fucking diversity hires. And that's fucking is what it is. Right. Yeah. We need to get solid, like football players, basketball players, everything, right. All the athletes, yeah. team players, team sports, yeah. athletes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. No, like I work with people with like 12 degrees Yeah. who are the most useless ass fucking cops, like those nerds in the schools yeah, or, yeah. or people that don't arrest people the fuck are we doing we need like we talk about people who have in mma yeah who've learned how to fight hit the gym right i don't care if you've been in a fight i don't care if you've been arrested i don't care if you got arrested for stealing i don't care if you got arrested for getting a fight if you're a teenager you're gonna get into shit i used to drive around in my in my buddy's parents car at like 15 and egg people right 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 i became a cop because i didn't get caught right right, right? fuck we need real humans doing the real jobs you're right right which is why i think that you resonate with your community or whatever and when i saw your video you like and what was it house of commons House of Commons. Yeah. right i'm like fuck that guy's real thank you bro fuck i knew it and i fucking dm'd you and fucking here we are That's but right. we you need more of that shit yeah right we need, we need people who are fit for for the job so that was that was something a couple of years ago that we were advocating against i know that once upon a time, I don't know if it's still the same now, but TPS to work in Toronto, you had to be not live in Toronto. You had to be like you had to live outside. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. It's Toronto stuff. I don't know. I get intel in other places. Okay, so I think <laughs> once upon a time that was the rule, um, and what we were having same goes for social work. Same goes for correction officers. We were having, let's say, young people who were like from Orangeville and Aurelia and, and, you know, working 
in communities once they became cops, like, you know, Jane Finch and Regent Park. Yeah. And they're coming in one with preconceived prejudices, yeah. right? That are warranted or not, you know, like whether whether they, they, they deserve that moniker or not, you know, I think in this, in your line of work, it, it, it's something that people kind of got to get over or get well-educated on. And then they're coming in without understanding street anything. Yeah. You know, a good old farm boy from North Bay policing BIPOC or black kids in Regent Park. Awkward as fuck that would be. Right. So they don't even they don't yeah. even know each other. It's like aliens. Yeah. You know, to each <laughs> other. You yeah. know. Yeah. So how 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 now don't get me wrong, there were some guys that adjust quick, you know. Yeah. But same kind of thing. It's like I believe in your guys' training, there's a training portion where you get pepper sprayed. Not anymore, buddy. No, they don't I, even I do that. I you know, someone's gonna have to let me know. But I think they're hiring pussies now, dude. Because I was gonna say the Bro. pepper spray represents a punch it. in the face. Yeah. So at you, that point you, you should getting... line them up and get punch them in the face. <laughs> they definitely wouldn't do that. I know. But like the pepper spray used to happen. I could swear to fuck it's gone now. It's gone. Um, there's no physical, bro, bro. There's no physical fitness at the college anymore. Wow. Yeah, motherfuckers. Hey, that. So if you're listening and you're a parent and you think the cop showing up to your fucking house is capable, maybe. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that's why maybe cops are more like kind of like the streets? They parallel are more quick to draw and shoot? Do you think it's based on fear? No, I I actually think, and uh, this might not be popular, I, I actually think cops don't shoot as much as they maybe should. Like, dude, my biggest fucking fear, and maybe this has to do with my dad's stuff, was to shoot a black person. That was my biggest fear. Okay. Then you talked about, like, I didn't fear death. None of that. Right. right. I got my faith. I'm good. I'm good. I feared fucking shooting a black person. Wow. Because it could be it, it, the chances of it could be a bad shoot or the chance of it. Who knows, right? Oh, well, you'll always get slack. Right? Like, if... dude, my fucking. I don't think I've told the story on the pod. My. I was like maybe two years on, three years on. And I got a call uh, at the No Frills just north, northeast corner of Markham Road and Steels. Yeah. Right? We got uh, someone with a mask covered like a bandana right across his, across his face, hoodie. Uh, walking towards the no frills with a handgun, right? I'm like, fuck, that's terrible. Well, I'm the first guy there. So I fucking set up on the other side of the fence. So the north side of the no frills, he's walking right at me. I'm like, this fucking sucks. And he's black. I'm like, great. Here we fucking go, right? He's maybe 50, 40, 50 feet at this point. And now it's like, all right, fuck, if he gets by me, that was the fucking the no frills and there's the bank and all this other shit and people. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, here we go. This fucking, this is it. Right. And I fucking yell, you fucking yell police, whatever. And dude, he fucking lifts the gun, points it at me. Yeah. I'm like, guess I have to shoot you now. And this is all in like half second. Yeah. Yeah. As he's lifting it and pointing it at me, he's now turning and running. So it's like almost like just the physical reaction of, I need to turn around and run. The guns pointed at me, but now he's running the other way. Right. My brain to finger reaction to pull the trigger was slow. And I thank God because when I got, I caught up to him, short foot chase, 
He's fucking prone. I get up. I pull the bandana down. He's 12 years old. Damn. And it was a cap gun. No, oh, that's that's fucked, bro. Bro. That's heavy. I'm fucking getting goose. It was, I was so... F- that, fu- that one fucked me up just because of how close... Like, could you imagine? Like, my dad's thing was fucking out there too much. Can you imagine? Like, fuck, buddy. That oh, you'd, be, you'd be strung by the toes. Bro, another <laughs> Rapson, right? Yeah. Fucking, yeah. he was 12, dude. I remember I screamed at him because the, the bandana came down and I knew he wasn't like, he was fucking a young boy. Yeah. Right? I'm like, how fucking old are you? He's like, I'm 12. And I just, some like, other coppers were at this point. I just fucking walked away. I was so, I'm like, I just, I, really, you know, I had the fucking rifle out too. Or sorry, at that point, the shotgun. Yeah. I would have blown him into fucking two pieces. Yeah. A fucking child. Right? So I honestly, I, in nowadays, to get back to the that question, I cops aren't like, they would honestly rather, I feel with the fear, maybe it's just subconsciously, not shoot. Hmm. Especially if they're black. And that is a fucking fact. Interesting. For, for the ones who's who aren't crazy. And I, like, I mean, fuck, do you see the one in Memphis? Those yeah. fucking coppers. What the fuck were those guys uh, doing? Nutbars, man. Dude, now, right? And that's the thing. Maybe I'm comparing apples to oranges here. Right. Because I know American cops are completely different than Canadian cops. I've experienced both. And, I mean, I, and then I'm also looking at it from my side of the fence. Yeah. Like, the young guys I fuck with, most of them will kill you, Mike, because they don't want to get punched in the face. You know, so so, so instead of fighting, they would rather shoot you. Hmm, absolutely, because they've never been punched in the face. That's 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 it's the same that's shit. Mind boggling to them. You punch me in my face, like yeah, it doesn't even feel that bad. Mother, it doesn't even feel know? that bad. Right, that's what I mean. Once <laughs> once you get it a couple times, but once you that, broke that, your nose, that's a few where times. the question came from. Yeah, you know, is it is it when a cop shoots someone? Is it out of fear, or is it out of malice? You know, and, and that's where the public has a hard time. That's where my community yeah. has a hard time. I honestly, and it, the it's funny, the whole body cam thing, I was against it. I was for it. Good. I'm no, I'm for it now. Okay. I'm for it now All because right. it would have saved me a bunch of complaints. Fuck, man. I got so many complaints because I was, I worked. I fucking from start of shift, unless I was super tired, I was fucking working. I was hunting. And I would get, you get complaints and you're a racist. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like, no, you're fucking, there, there was one, this was right before I went to, I think it was right before I went to surveillance. This fucking guy, he's like your age. Mm. He's driving around a girl who's like 16, looks like she's been on Coke for fucking 18,000 days in a row, right? Comes from a motel. She's getting fucked by old men for sure. And I just stopped him, right? But the car he was driving was his buddies, who was a complete piece of shit. Mm. I think he was wanted for something really bad. And it, it, I delayed him for a while, right? He's right. clearly pimping out this bride, right? And he's and and there was one of those days where he's like, "You're a fucking racist, X Y Z, nonstop." I'm like, I, I remember putting my hands up. I'm like, "Fuck this shit, fuck this job, what the fuck?" I'm like, "Dude, look at her." Yeah, yeah. She's strung out and been fucked by fucking old men for the last month, probably. Look at her. She can't even fucking. It's, it was like the scene in what's that fucking movie with Liam Neeson? Taken. Right. Right. It's like you see, you know. Like, fuck, right? And then he just called me a racist one lot. I'm like, fuck. And I'm a little oversensitive with that shit because it drives me crazy. Right. Right. And I'm like, fuck it. Like you said, I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I think I was like a couple days away from getting off the road wearing fucking jeans for a few years. And I was, I'm like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. I know. I'm like, but it, that's you. the shitty part where like it's, 
It drives away some of the really good cops. The shitty, lazy cops, they just sleep anyways. Don't, you don't have to worry about that. But, like, there's definitely cops that are fucking such assholes. But I think they're assholes to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Right? They're just complete <laughs> dicks. Yeah. Right? Like, the, you know? Like, I, I, in my book, I talk about my... So, believe it or not, growing up as a kid, I wanted to be a cop, Mike. You know? Like, uh, you know, I thought... I, like, again, inherently I was good. You know, and, and then I saw the injustices happening in my community. Yeah. And I just want to be strong enough to, to fight these bad guys and whatever. So my very first fantasies of career was, was to be a police officer. Fuck. And then you learn that that, that, ain't, that ain't the fucking way to go <laughs> in our communities, you know? So. It's too bad. Well, I, and that's the thing. That sucks. I, I think those guys from our communities would make the best police for 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 especially for our communities you know like it has people we trust people that talk like you walk like you and that don't that's not a white black thing that's 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 where things get fucked up all the time mike (laughs) i have to argue my case all the time about the community i grew up in the communities i work within they're mixed and and even when you look at a gang from a certain community, you know, Regent Park or uh, Driftwood or like there's these, they're mixed cr- groups. Yeah. My mama's white, your mama's Somali, his mama's African, yep. you know, and they grew up together eating off the same plate. And and, and then it, it, it strangely becomes the black struggle or black fight where, where it's a, it's an urban thing. It's a class thing. You know, and and the governments of the world have done a good job of politicizing mine and your differences. You know, I don't know where I was going with that, but. (laughs) You know what, though? I'm glad you said that because when you spoke in the House of Commons and you, it was something like, I don't know if it was I'm sick and tired or people speaking for a certain community who have basically never been there and they aren't that. Right, and it was that uh, uh, basically a, at the politicians or your people trying to speak for the black community oh, the who advocates. are like full blown fucking like yeah. privileged ass white as fuck cottages, fucking that. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what you were talking about? Yes, sir. Not just them. Not just them. Partially, the privi- I felt it. <laughs> the privileged asked everyone: black, All right. white whatever you brought up a few a few organizational names during the podcast and <laughs> i find it interesting because one of the pillars that we combat regularly is funding going to the wrong places i recently met with uh, uh pierre polvier hopefully i'm not butchering i don't know how to say his name yeah um and we had a round table discussion on crime prevention and his, you know, he really wanted to understand the funding piece. That was like one of the first things on the agenda. And we had to explain that we know that funding are going to the wrong places, to the wrong people for the, for the wrong reasons. So there's certain language being used that an algorithm kind of dissects before it hits a human desk, right? So if you put words like BIPOC and... Um, 
What's BIPOC again? Black, Indigenous. Um, oof, see, it's bad. So black, and you're going to have to look it up. Fuck. It's black, Indigenous. Anyway, people, people of non-white backgrounds. BIPOC meaning. There you go. Black, Indigenous, and, other, and people of color. There we go. And people okay. of color. Got you. So, you know, you use these key words, key phrases, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of them. Before it ever hits a human desk, you ha- it has to pass this algorithm kind of thing. So you speak the right speak. <laughs> but then the funds are going to organizations that are just not present. Like... I'm in the communities that they're claiming to represent. We don't see them. We don't see your funds. We don't see your logos. We don't see... Can you say who they are? I mean, I could. I could. And publicly, I, I haven't. But... That's, if it's going to fucking cause you... Well, yeah. I'm just trying to be politically... I don't want to cause more harm to my community. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So, but I think I've you mentioned one. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So we've said to this group before... And they've never given any money to you guys? No, no, no. And then, like, for, for me as a, as, a, as a black man, a man who identifies as a black man, I found it a, an interesting concept, right? Like, wow, a group stepping forward that can make, maybe make some real change and, you know, there's, there's some real money going into this. Like, there's enough fucking money to, again... Right, fix so some make shit. shit, turn shit around, fix some shit, build some turn shit. shit. Give, bro, give me a tenth of that, yeah, and see what we do. Now, I'm like, I'm the kind of person. I, I'm not a hype person. I don't believe the hype. I got to sit down with you, look you in the eyes, mm-hmm. and, and and talk. So I'm like, let me go see what this shit's about. So there was a protest happening. I have it on video. So if anyone wants to sit and debate about it, we 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 can we can go. I want to see it here. Um, very interesting video because I show up and this is supposed to be a protest representing me. I am a black man who has had issues with, you know, the law in the past and has been marginalized. And then when I show up to this thing, I am one of the only black people present. And the way that I was being looked at and treated was if people were afraid of me. I don't know. It's the only way I can, you know, it's my personal experience. I mean, seemed like, you know, when I would walk through, like they, they were like parting. You were like Moses in the fucking water. Right? And I'm like, what the hell? And then I get up to the front and, you know, the one guy on the megaphone was a black guy. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is just an anomaly. Maybe it's due to the area. Yeah. Because this was downtown. Yeah. So I'm like, there's another one coming up. So I get, I pull up my camera just to, you know, like, this is crazy. Let me go to the next one. Because <laughs> this has got to be wrong. Yeah. And this one was closer to the area I grew up in. It's not a BIPOC community, per se, just where we live is. But the general broader community is Eastern European. So I show up, exact same thing, Mike. And I'm like, okay, so something, something here is not. I'm all for like, 
allyship and 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 us working out problems of racism and socialism uh sorry um you know classism yeah together but you speaking on behalf of me and vice versa that ain't gonna work bro you know no. you, you know physically describe these people for me let's say purple hair <laughs> <laughs> You just you know, fucking made my day. Purple hair. What the fuck? And there are broads. Rings in the nose. Right? Huh? There are women, broads, girls, women. Predominantly women. Yeah. What the fuck is with you progressive purple-haired white women? <laughs> I'm fucking asking. He said it. And I'm asking for everyone <laughs> in probably North America, maybe the world, like, you fucking go to these protests. My boy here walks out and you fucking part ways like he's fucking got aids right got it on video and then so oh, if we want to add that video to this podcast dude. segment i'd be happy and it doesn't shock me and and you know what's fucked when the whole blm thing happened and the black box came up it was like if you didn't put a black box you're a fucking racist and you're like mm. fuck off because at that point I, I remember they were protesting in new york and it was they're basically their chant was pigs in a blanket oh it was something pigs in a blanket Basically, like, cops getting killed, right? And then, like, fucking four days later, four cops are executed. One was a black single mother. Another one was a, I don't know, woman of color. The other two, I can't fucking remember. But I, just, I specifically remember the single black mother who was just executed sitting in her fucking police car, right? So I, I right away, I was like, wait. So with my background, with especially with my dad, and just knowing that, like, shit gets politicized, and I'm like, this is all fucking bullshit. Do you know how much fucking grief... My wife got when she posted a picture of our daughter the same day saying, I don't need to do this fucking black box thing. I love like this is just a picture of my daughter smiling. Right. She got fucking shit on. Right. And it's the same thing now. It's like if you don't wear a pride jersey and warm up in the NHL, you're anti-trans. Right. What the fuck? If you don't do X, you're this. Why? <laughs> no, I hear you, Mike. And, and, and the thing right? is, too, we're not. We're not focused, man. We're not focused. I'm all for equality. Yeah. There's a difference between equality and equity. Bro. Yeah. Right? Like, we... And my whole thing is, why can't people see the bigger picture? Why can't they see that we're purpose, purposefully being put against each other based on our differences... Yeah, because somebody's getting fat off that. Yeah, how is it that we can't recognize yeah. that? But but Mike, it is important what you're doing. It's important to call the people out, and unfortunately, we live in a time where it's hard to have an open discussion about real shit because, like you said, you get canceled. You get canceled. Yeah, and then and then our platform is gone. Our voice is gone. Yeah, and and and. It's strange because people would think because of my background that I would be more of like a person to just call shit out black and white. Mike, we play, you know why I play the political game and I try to do things politically correct? It's literally because of the responsibility and the weight we carry of the people on my back. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to fuck shit up for them. You know, it's bigger than me. Yeah. It's bigger than you. And I just... I really want to see us, Torontonians, Ontarians, Canadians, fucking do better. Yeah. You know? 
And the only way we're going to do that is by hope having open discussions about shit that piss us off. Yeah. And we can do it respectfully. You know, I can say, hey, I disagree. Or, or at least I think I, I thought you could. Yeah. But if we do that now, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and, and they'll use your history. Oh, he's a cop. You know, he's going to have that cop. Oh, he's a former gangster. Well, it's got to follow one narrative. And, and, when, and when I first listened to you and you basically have just basically spoke common sense about how uh, guns on the streets are not legally. No. Right. And I'm like, well, so right away off the bat, I'm like, okay, he's going against the grain. What he's saying is completely unpopular. He's pissing off the people who are in charge. Oh, yeah. Dude, pl- chiefs of police won't even fuck, like barely. Some have slowly started to do it. They won't even fucking say that. Right. Right. They'll come out. They'll come out when a cop gets killed. Yeah. They'll rant and rave for about eight minutes. Yeah. Right. Coppers were killed, killed in South Simcoe. Fucking devastating. Yeah. Rah, rah, rah. Fucking... This is terrible. Fucking prison reform. Fucking all this stuff. Nothing to do about guns. Silence. Right? And then two more executed. Not yeah. a fucking word out of their mouths. Right? I think this sort of conversation, all these political assholes, they can talk. It's, it, I wish everyone would just ignore them. Plug your fucking ears. Go have a conversation with someone that you don't know or whatever. Something like this. Right. Start a podcast. Like, fuck. Yeah. Legit, get real information. Dude, like, I, I legit had fucking two or three hundred Instagram friends and I went completely against the grain, quit my job, said, go fuck yourself. And my post saw half a million people in like two days. That's right. Right? And then it got fucking shadow banned. And my <laughs> own sister couldn't find me on fucking Instagram. Wow. I swear to fuck. Wow, bro. So this is like, it, it, like I mean, this has come from a thousand different angles. But like when I first met you, this wasn't even fucking in the cards. Right. I wasn't even thinking about this. It just sort of happened where it's like, fuck, no one can really hear what I'm saying anymore right if I put out certain things on online it just gets fucking shadow banned wow where something like this and again man like this like this is the start of one of the most important conversations this fucking podcast is ever going to have ever like one of the top and we're gonna have a bunch of these for sure Mm -hmm. right when you start yours I'm coming on it the former cop the former gangster talking about real shit it's it's (laughs) fucking crazy Right, but I know you want what's best I really for your do. community and fucking Canadians. Really do, right? I'm Canadian through right? and through, man. And like, dude, the the my in, initial thought when I reached out to you was, how do I stop cops from getting fucking executed from people who have hatred in their hearts for that uniform? How do we get to them? Like, some of these people are psychopaths, and you can't honestly like, like I, I saw two cops today. I'm like, fuck, buddy, just please get home safe. Mm. Right now, it's, if you. If you're going to get ambushed, like, you almost got to walk in circles. Like, walk in backward. I don't fucking know what the fucking, what it is now. Nah, I don't, honestly, right? Mike, I don't either, bro. Because in, in my day, shoot it, like, and, and Mike, I've, I've talked about this publicly. Never mind the gang shit. That's a little segment of my life. That's what gets propagated the most. I then graduated into very organized structures. Yep. Italian ones. Latin American ones and to shoot a cop in North America was one of the greatest no-nos really? one of the biggest no- and not because it wasn't a respect thing it was an attention to my organization thing you, you, 
you almost got to take the bullet. Cops going to shoot you in the ass, take the bullet. Because, because if you shoot back, now they're going to look at us. They're going to fuck with all of our money. All right, we're back. Fucking computer. Stop recording. Growing pains. Mike's learning. <laughs> this is all new. I look over and the fucking screen's off and uh, whatever. It is what it is, man. This is real. This That's is real right. fucking no, talk. organic, man. Yeah, man. Fuck. We missed something good there, too. Whatever. It is, is what it is. Um, but yeah, man, if, if you're on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, get on fucking YouTube. Um, got a couple hoodies here and we're going to do something cool with these. I don't know if we fucking already figured out what we're going to do, but we're going to do something cool. Um, the front of the hoodie says we are one. It's just something I've been fucking saying for a while now. And I don't know. I fucking feel it. There's only two of these that have been made so far. Um, and that's can be anything. It's fucking black, white cop, blah, vax, whatever. Fucking take your pick. I don't give a shit. We are one. Unless you're a pedophile or a predator, you deserve to get tortured. You're not part of this. Fuck you. You don't get a fucking hoodie. I agree. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But so we got these hoodies. We are one. It fucking, I don't know. So for some reason, that means a lot to me. Like, that's that's us. That's what we're all about. I agree. The one sleeve, it's got the one by one movement logo. And the other side, it's got the non negotiable logo. And we're going to do something. I don't know what we're going to do. I think we got a fucking limited edition fucking. You know, proceeds go into something. You were talking about uh, something you guys are creating with a bunch of kids. Yep. Entrepreneurs, maybe of some sort. I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna create something. Tell us tell us what that's all about. All right. So we've had our second meeting so far, and this is our child and youth council. So you know the concept of Fubu. I don't know if you remember Fubu. Forest bias. Forest bias. Yeah. So this is designed by kids. Four kids. Yeah. Right? And it's an anti-bullying program that they've been working on. And, and I mean, I'm actually blown away by how how smart these these kids are, man. And, and you know, we, we, we don't really pay attention to, to, to the brilliance of our young people because of how much stuff they're going through and the negative shit we hear about. You know, kids from marginalized communities, man. There's some brilliant, brilliant kids that are not a part of that culture, yeah. that you're associating with that culture, that want to see this stuff end, that want to get out of the neighborhoods, that want better for themselves. Anyway, so these brilliant kids are working on a uh, anti-bullying program that hopefully we get uh, into the school system and beyond. And the idea here is most of the agencies that work with a lot of these young people, they brain pick them, right? They use them. So, you know, they're getting a little funding from the government. They go out and do a little kumbaya session and they take all the ideas from these young people. They take their voice and then they said, I, we create this, that, right? They get credit, they get paid, they make money and they fuck off on these kids. Our methodology is from six years old all the way up to 29, these kids are designing the program which they will be accredited for. If we land this contract, they get accreditation as social program designers from as young as six. Fuck off. They get paid. If we make money, the majority of that money goes to them, right? So what we need now, we had an amazing uh, group, uh, Anigbi, uh, Indigenous Youth, services 
um, fund the second session. So we actually were able to pay these young guys properly for their ideas and their contributions to building out this framework. So the idea is build it out, pitch it, and raise some funds for it. So I think this this project here, you know, selling these exclusive sweaters, and thank you so much for doing this, bro. They're beautiful. That one's yours. You know, fuck yeah. Very proud. Yeah, man. Um, would go towards funding these young people and further designing their, this this program, this pitch. And yeah. then you can check out our social media, check out our website to watch as the development grows. The only the, the only thing I'd like I'd like to see it doesn't have to be on the sweater, but behind it is is that Canadian flag, man. You know, you could do that. That's 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 a little patch or something. You know what's funny? I'm glad you brought. Like, it's so I've had a, a bunch of people ask me, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I needed to hear that one more time. I've been fucking angry. I don't know, and, and I haven't put any. I haven't put a Canadian flag. It's coming on our next on our next hat. I've been angry, I and understand. I and I know me, too. me like I've been angry. I've been mad at our country in a little. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Where I was almost ashamed, and it's so sad too because when my kids watch the national anthem, I almost fucking tear up, and they like stand and they're like right. But you're right, like, and I and I say it out loud sometimes, but sometimes I don't. But I don't believe it. I'm mad that this has happened. I'm mad that we get divided. I'm mad that it. I don't know. Right, this, yeah, yeah but I, buddy, I'm at fault, buddy. People, fuck, I'm, I'm, lo- I am so fucking loyal. But then, if you cross me, I want nothing to do with you. And me, and that's something I, need, I probably need to work on because maybe sometimes people don't deserve it. Right, but it, I'm like, fuck you. I'm jaded too, bro. Right, I feel, I feel you on that. You know, our country's been railroaded. But you're right. The Canadian flag, I like that. We'll put that on the back because we are one. It's us, and that's the thing. Cut the politics. Yeah, cut the bullshit. Look at things like 9-11, right? Or, or, or when ter- horror, horrific things happen, even in the communities yep. where there's devastation. Like, dude, we were, in one of our communities about two years back, an 11-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 1-year-old were shot. And I mean, even the hardest gangster, you know, will look at that and say, like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, and and I seen something that I didn't that I haven't seen happen in a long time. I seen a community come together in a way that we've been hoping for, um, that we've been trying to kind of make happen. And it's unfortunate that it takes a tragedy like that to happen. But I mean, I seen a community come together and wrap around each other. That this is not something they want anymore any longer it, it it helped them to overcome that fear of the of the of the you know the bad guy who has the stranglehold yeah on the community like it ain't worth my child it ain't worth that one-year-old it ain't worth that five-year-old people ask me all the time like like am i afraid am i afraid to go in communities and address these things fuck no man if somebody's gonna kill me now for doing good, I welcome that with open arms. You know, where before I put my life on the line every day for piece of shit stuff. Yeah. For my greed, for for clout. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's what Canada is about. You 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 minus the government structures, the bureaucracy, yeah. 
and you and you strip away that and you know on your left side your muslim might be neighbor your your neighbor might be muslim on the right side your other neighbor might be ukrainian on the on the cross from you the guys you know portuguese yeah and and we share culture and we come together and if some person comes into this neighborhood this community we stand together yeah to fucking combat that to push that shit out that got lost along the way somewhere you know we can blame political parties we can blame individuals really we fucked up mike we let it happen we let this shit happen yeah we let ourselves get led by the fucking nose. Yeah. And now only we can fix it. Yeah. You know, ex-cop, ex-gangster, ex-whatever coming together yeah. and saying, fuck you, we ain't afraid. Yeah. We'll die for this shit. I'll die for your kids, Mike. You know, and we got we, we to gotta bring that back. Fuck you know? yeah. And that's why I, our military... I respect the shit out of the good cops. I respect the shit out of the community leaders who put their lives on the line saying, fuck that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's what it's going to take. Get me in front of, uh, I don't know if you can do this or you can maybe say it's not wise. Get me in front of the baddest motherfuckers that you can find. I got you. And I will stand in front of them and I will fucking talk to them. I got you, Mike. Fucking, I'll do everything that I can so that my brothers and sisters don't get fucking killed anymore. Respect, and I will fucking speak to even they can respect that. Yeah, oh fuck yeah! But I, and I and I'll speak to the the fucking ten, eleven, six, whatever fucking age, because I see them in my I see I see my kids in them like like they're fucking innocent. Right, you, you need to feel safe, right? So I I honestly think if <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we can do. We can do something. We are doing something badass. But if they can feel like this surge of something that's far, I don't know. Has this happened yet? I don't know. There's nothing like this going on right now. No, not this. No, fuck. <laughs> right? I, I've seen some 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 episodes of podcasts where like cops have gone on to talk to like you know maybe you know some some edgy people. Yeah. But I look at it more as like a like a business kind of ploy. Like, how how many I already know the answer without even asking it. Have you dealt with cops yet that were like on board to help you and Yeah. Of are course. they are they still around? Some of them. Some of them. Some of them, man. And I mean, again, cops are people. So ambition plays a part. You know, some guys are trying to build their careers, yeah. move up in the game. I get it. That's the answer I was afraid of. But yeah. some are still around. Yeah, yeah, there are. Those motherfuckers need to, like, and I fucking appreciate you guys because you're probably the real coppers that I love to work with. But it's the, it's the promo ones that are promo hunting. Yeah. And leave you high and dry. Oh, yeah. Which is, pisses me off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just gives a sour taste. And it's like an opportunity. It, it's an opportunity. Like, whether they realize what the fuck they could have done in that moment by piecing out, fuck, man, they have no idea what they could have done. You're right. Right? And I I know it. I feel like I've been I've been to those shitty situations where I'm talking to young kids at a domestic or whatever, and and like you actually see that they love that you're there. I'm like fuck yeah, okay, this is a good moment, even though they're in a shitty situation. At least I'm not a fucking asshole, and they're gonna remember that, right? No, right. But, and I, I'm obviously I'm not a cop anymore, and but I I really hope that. How do you, you feel know, about that, Mike? Not being a cop. Anymore. I feel I miss some of it. I miss the fun shit. 
Actually, now that you ask me that, I miss the fun shit. I don't miss the politics. I was telling someone the other day, if I actually went back, I would be so much louder and I was already fucking loud. Because <laughs> I know that they to really get fired as a cop, like, it's impossible. Unless you really, really do something bad, it is fucking really, really hard to get mm. fired. So I would go back and have even more fun and just fuck with the white shirts. But in my surveillance days, do you think you could have picked me? You're not going to like my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fucking funny. Oh, man. So, so I was good at what I did, man. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is out there. It's information you can find. But I was arrested between, I believe my first charge was at 13, all the way up till 32. Um, wow. I was on charges. For different stuff so i got caught sometimes but i just never really had to face convictions yeah right i had good lawyers i i especially my yo days you know, yeah I used all those all those loopholes and so i mean maybe yeah it's 50 50 <laughs> but that's just funny but of course my ego is gonna say nah <laughs> of course i would have been able to spot you <laughs> you know Fuck, man. But there were some cops, Mike, like, fuck, you know, and I noticed the ones that were, like, very grimy. I read about one in in my book, uh, my book that will be coming out soon, Chronicles of a Changed Man. Fucking A. Um, there was a cop in my neighborhood who was very well known. Um, I'm not going to say his name. And even in my book, I, re- I give him a nickname. Okay. But when people from my area read it, They'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Mike, this guy was corrupt as they come. Really? You know, I believe he's still on the force. Um, but uh, what he was known for, and this will kind of give him away a little bit, but he was very into black women. <laughs> right? And he was a, a really short white guy. And he used to ride around our community in rollerblades. Fuck, wasn't my dad, was it? He's remarried in Jamaica. I'm just fucking. No, because this guy's still on the the force. But people will know who I'm talking about. Um, And he was known for liking black women. And he would date some of the ladies of the night. From, from our community was well known. So at the time, you got to think early 90s, Parkdale, which was like a drug haven. Um, it was 14 Division, uh, Toronto Police. And I mean, this guy used to, you know, so there was, there was one incident where I was selling for an older dealer. And, you know, you're on the hook for money. This guy was a scary dude, especially at 14 years old. And I was given a little bit of product. And, you know, I seen I seen this guy coming who everybody knows. So I I, I pitched it down a um a sewer. So he ended up grabbing me, pulling me into a back alley, slapping the shit out of me, you know, pulled my pants down, frisked me, you know. Now I think what saved me from like real harm was that there were other community people, dealers and addicts that saw this. And I was, you know, when I was young, I looked young, you know, so I was clearly a little boy. 
And, you know, he's rifling through my pockets. He goes in, pulls out a little, goes a little bit of cash. And he's like, I saw what you did. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And, you know, he made it a point to physically, you know, punch me up and shit so everyone else could see. But everybody knew him already. You know, he took my money and and rolled away on his, on his roller skates or roller blades or whatever. <laughs> was he in uniform? Nah. Okay, I was going to say, if he had a uniform on with roller blades, he didn't need to get his ass no, kicked. No, 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 man. This guy <laughs> he was... would just show up off duty. No. He was an undercover guy. Oh, gotcha. But that wasn't really undercover. No, he's just fucking. Everybody yeah. knew who the fuck he was. Yeah. And he's very, you know, his name's well known. People from my area will know exactly yeah. who, who I'm talking about. And I mean, I'm talking about it here because it's coming out in my book. Yeah. And I mean, years later, now I'm in a different position and I'm with a more organized group. And I see him within my circles, you know? Shit. <laughs> I see him within my circles. And, and and my thing was to immediately get like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, dude, you guys bringing a cop around here? And they're like, no, he's like, he's with us. Yeah. He's dirty cop right now. Yeah. Right? So it's like, why haven't you all dealt with this dude a long time ago? You know, everybody knows who he is. Has he been done up as being dirty, like as a copper, or is it like just it's so underground that actual cops don't know? I don't everybody know. Everybody knows. Yeah. Man. Everybody knows. Yeah. And, and and then there's an argument that back in the day or even now, guys like him were kind of necessary, you know? But just taking it a little too far. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Well things have yeah, things have death like <laughs> fuck. My first, like my first couple of years, used to fucking not like crazy, but I never did anything like that. Not like money stuff. It was more like bad motherfuckers. If they anybody that hurt a woman badly, yeah, I couldn't, buddy. Makes sense. Like, Makes probably would have got me fired. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. Same, stuff, same in my world. If man. you hurt a kid or a woman or a kid, I don't give a fuck. But it was so rare. But like, yeah, dirty cops, man. Steal him like fuck. Yeah, taking money. Yeah. And and I mean, I thought that was normal, right? So yeah. it wasn't like that. So again, that whole concept of why to me this is like 15, 20 years ago, an impossibility to me and you sit down and have a conversation was because of experiences like that. Yeah. That made me just believe, oh, that's the way it is. That's the way it's gonna be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, when dirty cops have been, you know, the like that one guy who was gonna fucking rip off dealers. He was fucking. He turned out to be a bad motherfucker, man. Mm. Then another guy who was fucking touching up broads on traffic stops, like sexually assaulting multiple women. Wow. Guys like that, man, hang them, yeah. hang them, right? Like, I, there's certain crimes and certain things you do that I, I just fucking believe you don't need to be here. Well, there's dudes that just make it through, Mike. Like, you know, there, there's there's cops that I I know from my day that are now you know white shirt guys, you know. That, that, you know, from our perspective, people don't have to believe me. I don't give a fuck to tell you the truth. But I know my experiences. I know the experiences of people around me. And, yeah, there's guys that were just ruthless. Again, some in some cases, needed 100%. 100%. There has to be guys that are willing to 
do what needs to be done, right? But to a point, when it becomes now you're contributing, yeah, no, that's no. that's that's fucked up. No, like I, all the best coppers I ever worked with were fucking hard handed to a point where it was over, right? You yeah. got the guy, it's over, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Fucking if you hurt women and children, that's different. I don't yeah. give a fuck, I can own that, fucking, I can. St- fucking when my day comes and i can fucking say to my creator yeah i did that <laughs> he'll be like good yeah yeah. right yeah. I, I have faith in that some fucking people just deserve really bad shit because they're horrible fucking human beings but not this shit this like that sort of stuff no no yeah but no man i this is the first of many right if you're starting that podcast yeah like you start you're having a book right i got a book coming out when's that coming well it was supposed to come out just before covid but uh my my publishing, I guess COVID kind of messed shit up. Um, a piece of it was used in a criminology course at University of Ontario Technical Institute. Okay. I don't know what yeah, they call that's it. That's Oshawa, now. yeah. I think it changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Chronicles of a Changed Man. Hopefully by the end of 2023, it's coming All right. out. But there's no like real release date no. set yet. That's cool, man. No, I'll send you a couple chapters. Fuck yeah, it's signed. I want a signed copy. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. No, the work you're doing is fucking, is very, very important. Thank you, bro. And I can look past what, when people were bad and then they've decided, like, they, whatever. What, like, dude, you're not who you used to be. No. Right? That's a fucking good thing. Yes. Right? And now you're doing good things with it and you're going to help kids, you know, make better choices and i know that and then you're doing all the other shit too there's so much that you're doing right but however i can help however we can help fucking you know fix the problem and fucking heal this divide that i keep saying doesn't exist but obviously it fucking does mm-hmm. right i think it's manufactured but i think we can help in even a, the smallest way i'll be fucking happy man yeah, this is a start yeah man fuck yeah. yeah all right man so that was fucking good man i really i'm really happy with that you can find us at all the spots, all the, the podcast uh, sites, YouTube. Check out my boy, Marcel. Check out our hoodies. Fucking love you guys. Girl, I'm full of surprises. Camo pants with that Air Johns. I'm so stylish. Don't ask me for my opinion. I don't want y'all to get offended. Everybody's just so sensitive. It's crazy it's ruined so many friendships. Okay, I'm gonna come back later. Why would I care about?